0: Welcome back to the second season of Commission's Corner. We've hopefully got another year of NFL action ahead of us, kicking off on this Thursday, and I'm happy to have you all back for what is our 11th season in the league. I had a lot of fun doing this last year, and I'm looking forward to continuing on again uh, and getting better each time I do it. Uh, my goal is to have a little less of my opinions on here, maybe a little more from you guys and our guests. Um, we'll have a little more fun and maybe make the topics a little quicker as we go. Uh, but before we dive right in, after I recorded these interviews, uh, we finally did get our results on the loser bracket punishment. So I figured I'd start with a little breaking news here. So the person who loses the loser bracket of the playoffs is gonna have to turn their Instagram account into a lifestyle fitness workout account for a month, posting a daily video, uh, and you can't tell anyone that you're doing it because you lost some fantasy football until that month is up. Uh, So I'm really looking forward to what uh, one of you guys has in store for that, whichever one of you comes in last place. Uh, Now that we've covered that news, I'm ready to dive right into our first preseason podcast. All right, it is now my pleasure to welcome in for the first time two simultaneous guests onto the podcast. First, calling in from New York, New York a unanimous, unanimously voted guest of the year from last year's podcast and host of the best Wednesday night Twitch stream in America, Mr. Mike Lavoy, and calling in from the great state of Massachusetts, it's my honor to welcome back a founding member of this fantasy football league. He may have only been 13 at the time, but he beat all of us and won the very first championship we had, and his name is engraved on our trophy. That is Greg Killian. The first opening question, uh, Greg, have you gotten over the fact that you won our league and then you got kicked out of the league the year right after you won it?
1: Well, Tim, I wanna, I wanna say that I'm I'm happy to be welcomed back after a, uh, a rocky dismissal all those years ago. It sort of feels like Draymond Green in the TNC studio, but, uh, you know, I'm just happy to be here.
0: Mike, what do you think about that move that Greg won, and then basically after our first year, uh, people like Brendan, Frank, uh, you know, Mike Rue eventually got in the mix. Some of our other friends all decided they wanted in, so we had to kick Greg actually out of the league after winning.
2: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like kind of a a poor sport type situation to me, just being an outsider, but, you know. Everyone's got so many leagues that they're in. I, I don't know about you guys, but I've been desperately at leaving leagues over the past like three or four years because <laughs> there was a time where I was just picking five of them and was like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. So I think, I think, if, you know, maybe even though it wasn't the best thing to do, I, uh, I think maybe in the long run, you actually did Greg a favor.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <The>, uh, <laughs> I'll say the, the NFL would look very different if we removed Brady and the Patriots after those first three Super Bowls. uh, I think the landscape (laughs) of the league is wildly different than what it could have been. So basically you're saying you would have run a dynasty. You would have been a dynasty had you stayed in the league. Is that what you're saying? It was looking that way. A first-place finish, (laughs) a second-place finish, and then a last-place finish. But, I mean, you can't be great every year. Look at the
2: Warriors. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate the kindness that you just shared with uh, calling me, you know, the unanimous best guess last year. But lest we forget, uh, I did – Incorrectly guess every single playoff matchup, and I just you know it, I'm a lot of things, but one of them, I'm one of the things I'm not is a fraud, and uh, I just wanted to let everyone know. Yes, I know. Uh, maybe I have, you know, whatever the opposite of the Midas touch is, uh, the, like a Gorgon stare, just turn everyone to stone who I look yeah. at. I don't know, um, but uh, you know, You're I'm, like I'm, ready to, I'm ready. Even though I'm not in the league, I'm ready to turn this thing around.
0: You're Charles Barkley, whoever you guarantee is gonna win is
1: actually gonna lose.
2: Yeah, Bucks and Bucks and four.
1: In that case, I think I think Mike's picking John Redmond to win it all, right? Right, yeah.
2: <laughs> Well, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves, but
1: yeah. You know, I like his
2: team.
0: Well, that is the uh opening drive here. That's our first question actually. Your preseason favorite overall team, if you had to pick a favorite right now. Uh, to win the league
1: this year. Greg, why don't you start it off? Well, I know I did bring up John. He was one of the few names that I wrote down for my favorites. Uh It was tough to narrow down, but I'm actually going with Mason. Uh, Ooh. could be a surprise to some people. I did not – I was not able to see the auction uh, history from the draft, but I'm assuming he spent all of his money on Christian McCaffrey. But I love the Red Dead squad. I think – the only thing I would change, and maybe he hasn't looked at his lineup yet, is taking Stefan Diggs out of the starting lineup. And I think someone like Deshaun Jackson or Chris Thompson could be very interesting for week one. But I think he's got the core. I think Chris Thompson and Marlon Max will, I don't know, fortify his running backs enough that he can get by. and I think he can make something good happen.
0: Yeah, I think Mason... Mason does have a, have a strong team. He was one that a lot of people after the draft said was, were like, he's like toward the top half. I don't know that anyone came out and said he's the favorite though. I think you're the first to say that. He did spend a lot of money on McCaffrey, but I, I agreed with it. I mean, I had McCaffrey last year and he's just a workhorse. If you have him, you're set. Uh, it's interesting that you'd think you'd take digs out of the starting lineup though. He's projected for 11 points. Um, whereas some of those guys in the bench, you know, not projected for as much, but it sounds like you're assuming like a, like a Chris Thompson might get more catches, obviously, because like that Jacksonville back,
1: backfield is just trash, right? I think that's, that's the one, uh, surefire bet about Jacksonville backfield is that Chris Thompson is going to be catching everything. Uh, Jay Gruden, the coach, our offensive coordinator, I should say down there, worked with him in Washington. I think it's a speed move, and I don't know what we're going to see out of Diggs being on Buffalo for the first time. I, I just don't know what to expect. Okay. Well, you heard it there. Greg's preseason
0: favorite is Mason. Mike, uh, how about you? Who's your preseason favorite? Uh, mine's
2: a toss-up between um, between John Redmond and uh, Brendan Murphy, actually. Ooh. Okay, um, walk
0: us through both those teams, what you like. So.
2: So... John, I don't want to, and you know, I, I we'll just say Redmond maybe appears in some of my other, uh, talking points here, but I'm really interested to see what John does, um, on the trading block, uh, throughout the year. His team is already pretty solid, given that he has Mahomes and Mike Evans, um, and hopefully AJ Green has a good year. Um, it's kinda of one of those teams where like if Connor has a good year, like John's gonna be a real problem, which I think is totally possible. Uh, I know that there, a lot of people aren't a believer in Connor, but um but the big thing is he has like three of the top five uh oh no, I'm mixing him up with something else. He also has Deshaun Watson. And so like if he can trade Deshaun Watson for like another solid piece, um get, and given the people the quarterback, so many of the other players are are starting, I feel like that's totally doable. Um, and I think he's going to have a solid team all around.
0: And yeah. Redmond's team is, he's, he's dangerous. I like, the more I looked at him, the more I started to like his team and the more annoyed I got, especially since I'm playing in week one, because I know we'll get to my team later, but when Fournette, uh, the whole Fournette situation happened, I was looking around like, man, who has running backs? And I looked at John's team like, man, John has Ingram and Cam Akers on the bench. And then I looked, and I was like, well, maybe I could, like, make a trade with John. I was like, oh, crap. John's better than me at every position except running back one, and I'm not about to trade Zeke. So in my round one matchup, John has me beat at <laughs> every position except running back one. So, yeah, I can see why you like Redmond. Um But walk us through. Walk us through, Brendan.
2: Yeah, and Brendan, I just – I He's one, maybe one of those people. John should be calling
0: up about the uh, the quarterback situation. But um,
2: but Brendan's team. I mean, he has Kamara and Barkley. Like, if that's that's so dangerous. If if even if I don't know. I don't. Who knows what's gonna happen with the season? How many games are gonna be played? How how much stuff is going to move around? All that stuff. But I don't know. I know he's pretty top heavy, but he still has Hollywood Brown and. Will Fuller and you know I, I think the team overall is pretty scary given that it's not like he completely sacrificed the rest of the starting lineup to to sign those 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 pretty big names Michael Thomas too, um, it's really just I don't love that he's starting Jared Goff but otherwise this team is really good.
0: Well, I can tell you that uh, Jarden, I'm hearing that last
1: comment is not going to be happy because Goff is his boy. But I like I Goff. agree I I think he had a bad year last year but. I mean, that Rams offense is, it should be so good. Like, it's, it's, it's a no-brainer for him to bounce back.
0: But if you were, if you were Brendan, would you be thinking like Mike is saying and maybe like, okay, even though you
1: like Goff, you'd rather have a guy like Deshaun Watson and something like that? I would like be that? looking for something different. Yeah. And especially he has Fuller. That would be a nice combo. I know some people don't love the combo QB wide receiver, but, um, I think that's one that could be pretty deadly. I don't know if I'm John, if I'm, what I'm getting from Deshaun Watson from Brendan's team besides those top-heavy guys, which Brendan's not going to want to give up. Um Right. I will say, back to John's bench, I love his bench. It's the best bench in the league. The Ingram-JK Dobbins combo is, that's so surefire. Like, he's got that locked up. AJ Green, I think, is a great gamble. Um, and I just love Marvin Jones. I think Marvin Jones, for a bold prediction for the NFL season, I think Kenny Galladay will get more targets, but I think Marvin Jones will have more receptions on the season. I think that's a safe bet. Wow! So Redmond
0: not only having the the running back depth, but also wide receiver depth for when for when Ty Hilton inevitably gets hurt uh-huh. in like week two. Yeah. T.Y., <laughs>
1: Ty and Mike Evans both uh, somewhat injury prone. I think it, Jones is a great a great pick. Just slide him right in there.
0: Um, all right, so, Mike, I'll start with you on this one. We've talked favorites, but what team kind of intrigues you the most? One that you're like, man, this team, I, I don't know. I need, to, I need to see what happens here. I need to know more.
2: Um, for me, it's, it's Buzzsaw uh, Nick Picard, actually. <laughs> I, I was kind of mixing him up with John because John has, you know, two very, very, very good quarterbacks. But, but Nick has Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and Dak Prescott, which is just a treasure trove of, of great talent up there. And I mean, that's kind of what makes him intriguing. I feel like the rest of this team, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a Joe mixing guy, but a lot of people aren't. And Kareem Hunt being his next RB is maybe not what you're looking to do. Um, you know, his receiving core is kind of a bunch of mid-tier guys. So if he can, turn some of these quarterbacks into other assets, I think he might be able to turn his fate around. Otherwise, you know, I know this is a 10-team league, so I know that people, you know, are maybe going to be inclined to just, like, skate by with with some lesser talent at the quarterback position. But if he's able to make some trades and, and bolster up his receiving core, I think, you know, he could definitely move up the ranks.
0: Yeah, Nick's team... I actually hadn't even noticed that he had all three of those guys. I mean, obviously he's a Seattle guy, so you see That's Wilson the kind
2: of staff I'm bringing to him.
0: Yeah, Wilson, Lockett, and the Seahawks defense. Um, I would be living in you know quite the uh, glass house throwing stones if I took a shot at him starting Kareem Hunt. Um, but yeah, I, I can see I could see Nick. Nick is a traitor. Nick's someone who likes to make moves, so this is a good pick of someone who's intriguing to watch because I, I can't see Nick. Going all season without making at least a couple trades. Uh,
1: Greg, what team kind of intrigued you the most? Yeah, I'm going with Mike Rue. He was uh he was one of my four names I wrote down for favorite for the title. Um, I think we all love the Lamar Jackson pick. Like that's that's just a surefire pick. Derrick Henry is great. There are some question marks. David Johnson, I don't know how he's gonna perform in Houston. They've never really had a great running back system. I, ju- I just don't know what I'm going to get out of him. Um Devin Singletary I, I feel the same, but I love Tariq Cohen off the bench. I think that what he does best is just garbage points because the Bears are so awful. Um <laughs> I think he could have he should be in the starting lineup, I think over Singletary. And then further down Antonio Gibson is great since the Redskins or Washington football team released uh <laughs> Adrian Peterson. I think Gibson could be a candidate for Offensive Rookie of the Year. I know that's usually a quarterback award, like Joe Burrow or somebody, but I think that's yeah. an intriguing pick. And I love showing Shepard and Emmanuel Sanders. I'm curious to see what Sanders does in New Orleans. And uh, Shepard could get a bump with Golden State out. I don't know how long he's out, but that's interesting.
0: What do, you, what do you think about his team? Let's say, for example, you know, Lamar Jackson gets banged up Not that he's going to, you know, I'm not saying like, oh, out for the season type of thing. But, you know, Lamar's a guy who scrambles a lot. And, you know, sometimes quarterbacks get hurt. Let's say Lamar's out for like a two-week stretch in the season, two, three-week stretch in the season. And he currently doesn't have any quarterback on his bench. Do you think the rest of the team is good enough that if he has to like take a flyer and, you know, like Aaron Rodgers is on waivers right now. Like an Aaron Rodgers or someone like that started quarterback. Do you think that the rest of the team is still good enough to win games? Absolutely.
1: I actually didn't know that Aaron Rodgers was available, but um, if that's what he's looking at at the waiver wire, anybody of that caliber, or even lesser, I would feel pretty good. I personally, I like to have as many darts to throw at the dartboard as possible at running back, and I think he did that. Um, So I think you could survive a short-term Lamar Jackson injury just fine with the rest (laughs) of his roster.
0: Mike, those are some uh, high words of praise to be in Greg's top four. Um, before we move on into some other stuff on, like, the actual fantasy lineups we got here, um, Mike, give me the, the two teams in real life in the NFL you think will actually reach the Super Bowl. little prediction for, for February for those of us looking to place a little money down.
2: Do you want two teams or one, did you say?
0: Uh, if you give me two that will actually reach the Super Bowl, we can do that. Unless you're already ready to just say, Hey, this is the team that's gonna win it. I'm
2: I'm uh, I'm gonna go with Kyle Rogers. Um, I kinda wanted to pick John again with Mahomes just throwing to AJ Green and Mike Evans and just scoring eighty points a game, but um but I'm gonna go with Kyle. I think if Cam can return to his form a little bit with the double running back core of Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones and then having OBJ and Adams on, like, on the wideouts. I don't even know what the offense The offense could kind of just do whatever it wanted um, constantly. They could be games where they just run it into the ground um, and then just kind of throw some deep bombs. Um, it maybe could make up for cams and
0: accuracy a little bit, but
2: I don't know. It'd be kind of like a really, I don't know like who could beat that team. They could just completely change their offense based on who they're playing, like the
0: opposing defense. Um, I'm going to go with Kyle. It's funny the way you interpreted that question. I meant it as, like, yeah, in the exactly. NFL in real life, like, which NFL teams will actually reach the Super Bowl, like, you know, Patriots versus Eagles. But that's interesting that you interpreted it that way, with, like, if one of these teams was actually on the field, who would reach the
1: Super Bowl? I like that, oh, crap. I like that way of thinking about
0: Oh
2: shoot. Uh, Did I ruin the, did I ruin the
1: podcast? I did not prepare for this question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Greg, for what NFL teams actually would reach the Super Bowl in real life, not from fantasy in real football. Can I
2: reread this question?
1: Yes. Take your time. NFL teams
0: in real life. Mm.
1: (laughs) Hmm. Well, (laughs) I think, I think we're going to see the chiefs repeat. I like how many starters they have returning. Uh, I'll even give you the the runner-up. It'll be Chiefs over Packers, and it'll be somewhat high-scoring, somewhere in the 30s, maybe like a 34-28 score. You love the Packers. Oh, you love them so much. I think they have the best or deepest running back core in football between Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and uh, the new guy from Boston College. Uh, That's a hometown pick. And then... Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams, that's going to be one of the best connections in football, or it should be at least.
0: So I think what will actually happen in real life is it's going to be Chiefs versus Kyle, actually. <laughs> this, 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 Kyle, it, yeah, it's this, a horrible yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Oh, man. All right, well, I like the way that you guys both interpreted that differently. All right, so now we'll do a couple of more, like, kind of quick hitters with a little game of buy or sell. I'm going to throw out a statement, and then you guys tell me if you're buying it or selling it. Um, So this first one, we're going to focus in on on trades, specifically trade shaming. Shame. 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 So this is when, like, someone throws out, like, a trade offer privately. Let's say Greg texts Mike a trade, you know, and then something happens, the trade doesn't go right, and then Greg goes to the group chat and starts blowing it up with why, like, you know, Mike's trade wasn't good or anything like that, shaming them in public a couple examples of what we had in this before I get your answers. Uh, Jarden has been in talks with Brendan for, like, weeks now about trades, and Brendan just never actually answers. So, Jarden just keeps blowing up the group text just saying whenever Brendan responds on something else, tell him to just answer him on the trade. Uh, Kyle called out Mason for a trade. It was Tyler Boyd and Golden Tate for Jonathan Taylor. This kind of spun into a whole longer discussion about how, like, everyone tries to rip other people off with a two for one, like, saying, you know, Two mid-tier guys for a better guy it doesn't always work because you just have to drop one of the guys anyways. Uh, and it kind of wrapped up with the quarter of the week. Um, Kyle called Nick the, uh, Shea Guevara of terrible trade offers. He said he may not have pulled the trigger, but he loaded the gun for all the bad trades in this league. So the buyer mm-hmm. sell. So, Mike, starting with you, buyer sell. Trade shaming is good for a fantasy league.
2: Um, I'm going to say, uh, Sell overall with a with an aster- asterisk. Uh, I think when someone just just no shows, re- repeated uh, trade inquiries, and just doesn't respond, I feel like that is one of the few times it would be okay to like blow up their spot on the joint email thread or text chain or whatever. But in general, I I, I feel like this is kind of asking like, do I buy or sell burning bridges? You know, like I'm I'm selling burning bridges. <laughs> you me? If I'm trying to make a trade with someone. Or trying to work something out or whatever, and I and someone, you know, completely blew up my spot, I'd be like, Well, you're not getting
1: traded with the whole year. I know you're really wanted by, <laughs> you know, Russell Wilson or whoever, but like you're not getting them now.
2: So I just feel like it's not wise of the person to the blower upper, so to speak. I just I just think it's an it's a it's a poor play. It's a, it's it's a short term thinking way, which is a losing
1: mentality. I, I'm I'm selling.
0: Greg, what about you?
1: I am buying this all day. Uh, <laughs> first off, I just think it's good banter for a league. Uh, it keeps discussion going. Um, I think every league has a Brendan, somebody who, whether they're not paying attention or just not on their phone or they're just not interested in trading, they'll avoid it at whatever cost. I'm going to let that one go. But as far as the two-for-one goes, it's hard to find a two-for-two, and two, especially making the two rosters work. I think... I think you just got to find the right trade partner.
0: All right, so you guys have a little, little little disagreement on the buy or sell there. That's fine. I can tell you that no matter what you guys said, that the trade shaming gonna continue because we have people in our league who just are gonna are they're gonna do it the entire year. So this next one, I'm gonna focus in on a team specifically. Let's go in on Brendan. So buy or sell, Brendan, who is a defending champ, made a good decision by spending his entire draft budget on Kamara, Barkley, and Michael Thomas. Basically, didn't have any money left for anyone else until the slim pickings—the you know the one to two to three dollar guys—at the end of the draft. So, Greg, buy or sell? This is a good move
1: by Brendan. I'm going to buy it with a, ca- a caveat. I think those three guys at the top of his team, like those, are league winners and and week to week winners. If any one of those guys blows up, I, I think he's he's got it in the bag. Um, I do want to ask you, Tim. As far as Brendan's track record goes, is he an active owner during the regular season? Like is he making transactions and pickups to like fill in the holes?
0: He he'll he'll pick some guys up off waivers, but Brendan isn't like an active trader by any means. Like he'll he's not he's definitely not like the fastest, but like news comes out, like big news, like Kyle or Nick are probably like the two fastest. He'll just like grab a guy off waivers right away. Um, Murph isn't one of those, but he, he like looks at it weekly and he'll like, he'll pick guys up here and there, I would say.
1: Yeah. I think, I think if he could be active there and, and pick up and adjust where he needs to, I mean, I know we already talked about Jared Goff and his, his quarterback potential weaknesses, but I, I think it's going to pay off pretty well for Brendan.
0: Alright, Mike, how about you? Buy or sell? Brendan made a good decision by spending that budget on those three guys.
2: Yeah, I'm with Greg on this one. I'm buying this as well. Uh, like I said, I mentioned before, like, I'm a, I'm a Marquise Brown guy. I'm a Will Fuller guy. He definitely can't afford a running back injury. That's for sure. But, you know, if there's a year to do this, there's a year to go all in on, like, some really top guys and just kind of forget about your bench. It's probably the year that like there might be games postponed, and you know, weird pl- players getting extra rest and more recovery time, and you know, yeah. ho- hopefully injuries might be down due to some of those things, or players might be able to play um, more games if if their games are just getting pushed, or the or the, or the you know the whole league ends up pushing a few months out um, between everything that goes down. I don't know. Glass cannon. Sounds good to me. As a <laughs> All
0: right. So this next one, we're going to focus in on me real quick. Uh, buy or sell, I should be hitting the panic button right now on my running back core since Fournette just got cut and then picked up by Tampa. Mike, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I'm buying the panic. Uh, I-, I feel like... The bench, yeah, I feel like your bench is just not deep enough. And not only is it not deep and it's not shallow, it's like a puddle. You know, it's like a one inch of water type <laughs> of situation with the running back. That I feel like you're going to end up having to move one of your receivers to try to pick up. Because you do have some pretty solid receivers that I think some of the other players, you know, have a, have a goal in. And hopefully you can turn one of them into a pretty solid running back. I, I don't know what's going to happen with Fournette, obviously. If maybe you'll end up being totally okay if things work out there somehow, but um, I, I would be panicking at least on a scale of 1 to 10 at like a 6.
0: Alright, Greg, buy or sell, I should be hitting the panic button.
1: I'm buying it. Uh, you know how I Damn feel it. about Zeke. He, he's my favorite athlete in any sport, even including all the Boston athletes. He, he's he's just a boss. Wow, but holy moly. The Your bench, I mean, you have running backs. It's just the question of can one of them emerge as a potential replacement for Leonard Fournette should he take a backseat in Tampa? Um, Sonny Michel is interesting with the recent news that uh, Damian Harris is going to be out at least three weeks on IR for New England. That could be a good plug-and-play. Same with James Robinson. You might have to wait a week to see what you have there. Um, Got to say, I do not love the Miami stack of Howard <laughs> and Greta. <laughs> yeah. I don't Just either. Yeah, that's what I was alluding to, for sure. Yeah, because of the team they play for.
2: Dolphins now, can't survive in an inch of water, you know? Right.
1: Um, I don't know what this league's rules are for like limits for how many running backs you can have, whether you're at the limit or not, but I did see on the front page that Naeem Hines recently became available. Now, if I'm you, I'm dropping Devo Samuel for Naeem Hines if I can, and I would also suggest adding Naeem Hines to Nick. I was looking at his team, and he has Harris who's now on the IR. Uh and other than that, he's only got the three running backs. So he could do some depth there as well.
0: Look at this. Already making moves, like I could make like live moves right now during this. Unfortunately, I love Debo Samuel too much. Uh so I'm kinda going with the uh I'm going with kind of like the the mentality that like trash rises to the top. Uh it's not exactly cream, but uh I got a whole bunch of trash, and maybe like one of these guys will kind of just rise to the top of the bin. Maybe Jordan Howard can just—if Jordan Howard can get me, get a
2: bargain ones, can bin, yeah.
0: <laughs> As Greg, Greg would say, he he said before looking at my team, it's like picking out of the trash. You know, you're just looking in there, like oh man, I don't really want any of this, but you might find something <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, I live in New great. York City. There's there's good trash all over the place. I walked by like
0: an entire mattress earlier today. Yeah, you know? You well. Stuff. Well, next time you look in, tell me if you see Jordan Howard in one of those bins. He belongs there. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> all right, uh, next one here, Greg. I'll go to you. Buy or sell. Uh, John Jordan can win the title as his team is currently constructed, meaning that he has to keep his two tight ends he drafted. No making trades or anything. He's got Ertz and Kelsey.
1: I'm buying this. Uh, I love his roster with the exception of, I mean, he's got some, some pretty bottom-tier wide receivers at the end of his bench, but I think, you know, throughout the season he can adjust that. But I love the idea of just starting two tight ends. I would put Zach Ertz in ahead of Todd Gurley. There's a chance, I mean, if Gurley returns to his, you know, his LA days, then, then great. You don't have to start Earth and you can look elsewhere. But I think the combo of Kelsey and Earth could be pretty lethal. Um, Eckler and Carson should be pretty safe bets. Tyree Hill's awesome. Matt Stafford is, I mean, he's, he's going to finish as a top five fantasy quarterback.
0: Mike, what do you think? You buying or selling?
2: Yeah, I'm buying too. Um, Pretty much echoing everything that Greg just said there. I do think like, you know, definitely not an ideal situation to have Kelsey and Earth if you're trying to move Earth and no one is willing to, to bite. Um but yeah, I like I like Jordan's team just in general. Um like Tyree Hill is gonna have probably an amazing year. Um, score of bajillion points. Um I maybe a little more down on Stafford than than Greg sounded like. He was. And, and yeah, like, I, I don't know. I like the Todd Gurley, like, let's just roll the dice. If Todd Gurley ends up not being that good, then, yeah, you play Ertz more, okay, whatever. But if Todd Gurley actually pans out, then he's going to have a really scary team. Uh Right. So Worst I'm, case I'm scenario. buying it. you know, it's
1: possible. You know, the question is, can he? Yeah,
2: he can do it. Yeah. All right. Wor-
1: Worst case scenario, if Gurley's coming off of his bench. Like, I'd be pretty damn happy with that. Yeah, I'm a little jealous. I wish I had one of his
0: three running backs, actually. I'll take Gurley off his hands. So, yeah, last one here. Maybe swap DJ Moore. <laughs> yeah, DJ Moore <laughs> for Todd Gurley, straight up. Um, okay. All right, Mike, buy or sell? We'll focus on a little New England question here. Uh, Cam Newton, who's owned by Kyle, will be a better fantasy quarterback than Tom Brady, who's owned by Jesse.
2: Yeah, I'm going to sell this, and not just because I'm a huge Brady guy for my whole life. I just think that the past offensive weapons are are just so much worse than the Bucks. I'm obviously not saying anything groundbreaking here. Um, I feel like Brady could have, like, an Alex Smith-level season of just, like, you know, mediocrity, and he's just going to fall ass-backwards into, like, several touchdowns a game. Um, Maybe, like, a a two-and-a-half touchdowns a game, kind of kind of thing probably with some games where he gets maybe closer to three. I don't know. Um, Cam, I feel like is going to have to be running a lot to make up on the fantasy side of things to overcome what I think Brady's going to do with all of the weapons he has at his disposal. So I don't know. I think, I, I definitely think it could go either way. And I think it's an interesting question and I, I hope Cam has an awesome year as as a Pats fan, but um I don't know. I'm kind of I'm selling this. I just feel like Brady even just being game manager Brady and really not doing too much. It, uh, this this receiving core is just too good, I think too to, to, to for me to go the other way, I
0: guess. What do you think, Greg? You buying or selling Cam being a better fantasy
1: quarterback than Brady? Yeah, I'm going to sell this as well. Um I probably don't think it's as close as Mike thinks it would be like where's where they'll finish in, in fantasy points. Um but I will say, I think the Patriots are going to end up finishing with a better record than Tampa. But I just think even just putting Brady in the NFC self with all those high-scoring games, I think he just has the potency to, to go off, even ignoring all the weapons he has. I mean, you saw what Patrick and James Winston could do.
0: You love them.
1: It's, those just it's guys. such a strong division for... I mean, all of those games are in the 30 points or more. It's. it's I think it's a no-brainer that Brady will... We'll eclipse that. All
0: right. Well, before we wrap up, I want to get a quick little like preview of the matchups for week one. A lot of this stuff has been kind of big picture what's ahead for us, but I'm just going to go ahead and open up the scoreboard here. We have a quick preview on a couple of the matchups. Uh, Greg, you're going to start off who's winning between uh, Mason
1: and Christian. Yeah, I just pulled up the uh, matchup. So, I'm glad I can't see any projections. It just says 0-0. Zero, zero. Um, Mason was my pick to win it all. I think Mason's got this. Uh, I love Drew Brees against Tampa. Like I said just a second ago, that's going to be a shootout. McCaffrey and Chubb, I think, are very safe bets for 20 points each. Keenan Allen and Allen Robinson. Keenan Allen Robinson. That's pretty cool. All right, I'm all Keenan in. Keenan Allen Robinson. I'm all in just take that. <laughs> Allen Robinson. Things out of his starting lineup, I think it's locked up. I would put someone like Chris Thompson or Deshaun Jackson in there. Um uh, as far as Christian's team goes, it's I like all of his players. I just I just like Mason's more. I think Mason's got this. Alright, so Mason's beating
0: Christian. Uh Mike, next you have Kyle versus Jordan. Who do you like there?
2: Um, I'm gonna go with with Jordan on this one. I, I think m- most weeks. I would probably actually pick Kyle. I'm a little nervous because he has his two running backs are playing each other, and that stuff always makes me nervous as a fantasy owner when someone just and you know they're they're exactly going to be on the field you know for for 60 minutes combined, um, and there's not as much I don't, I don't know. It just makes me a little bit a little bit hesitant that they both could go off simultaneously, um, and then who knows what's going to happen with Odell. Um, I don't know, against Baltimore, I'm not really feeling, not really feeling that. And I do think that, like, some of the matchups on Jarden's side seem to be a little bit better, even though it's, you know, it's week one, and also I'm picking Jarden, so clearly Kyle's gonna win. But, uh, um, <laughs> you know, Chris Carson against Atlanta seems pretty sweet to me. Hopefully, uh, his receiving core does pretty well at the start. We'll see if, we'll see if Earth, I guess, makes his way into the, uh, into the starting lineup against the Washington football team. Um, when all is said and done, but I, I'm going to go with Jarden.
0: So we'll see if the uh, the curse exists uh, still, and so that that's just pretty much guaranteed a win for Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, well, you're <laughs> welcome, Kyle.
2: <laughs>
0: all right, Greg, you got Mike Rue versus Jesse.
1: Who's winning there? This I think this has the potential to be the closest matchup of the week. Um, I'm leaning towards Mike just because – I mean, Lamar Jackson is so good. I I don't know. Jesse has Kenyon Drake at San Francisco. That's going to be one of the worst matchups you could ask for out of your running back. Um, I don't know. It's just tough. I'm curious to see what Adam Thielen can do without Biggs. I don't know how his role changes in the Minnesota offense. Uh, yeah, I just, I really like the idea of Lamar Jackson and Derrick Henry kind of carrying this team. And his receivers, Julio and Amari Cooper, like the fact that I, I didn't even mention them until now. Yeah, I, I like Mike.
0: Yeah, I think, uh, I think that might be actually the, one of the bigger spreads of points until you get to this matchup. Mike, you've got, um, two-time champion Tim Killian against John Redmond. Uh, what do you like in that matchup?
2: I I couldn't help but notice you didn't say uh, any time champion against John. Was that on purpose or?
0: Yeah, I think John actually does have a a, a ring. In fairness
2: to him, does oh, he? Does he? He does. John, okay, yeah, okay. John won. John won in
0: twenty fifteen. John has one ring. I have two. But his team is
2: all right. You're welcome, John. What do you, what do you think? To get you get you some respect. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna go with John here. I think Mahomes is just gonna come out friggin' slinging the ball, dude. Um, and I do think that. Him having Miles Sanders and you having Carson Wentz is is, is good for him. Uh, I think he's gonna maybe swipe a couple TDs from you or something like that um, with the running game. And then I just don't think Fournette's gonna have enough time to. You know, who knows if he's even? Yeah, I, I guess I guess he's not even the starter or whatever. Yeah, I don't he's know not. If he's gonna end up playing in, instead. But um, even if even if. They want to start trying to get him involved. Just the turnaround time of him joining the team so recently, he's just going to not be effective week one. Uh, I don't think at all. So I think that puts you in a really rough spot. Um, and so I'm going with the with the point spread, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm I uh, with, uh Redmond.
0: I I I can't uh, help but agree with your line of thinking, but I'm going to go ahead and say I think like just based on like coaching and heart and like chemistry. I'm going to go with Tim in that one. I think just, like, you know, we've seen it work out for two titles. So I think that, like, the guys are going to rally together and get that one done. So I'm just going to go ahead and throw that one out there. Uh Greg, you have the last matchup. <laughs> Nick versus Brendan. Brendan is the defending champ in the league. Who you got?
1: Yeah, I mean, we talked about it earlier on both of these sides. Starting off with Nick, I think he's going to figure out – really quickly, if he hasn't already, that he doesn't want to start Kareem Hunt as a RB2. I think he's going to be looking quickly to turn like Robert Woods or, I don't know, one of those backup quarterbacks into something better there. Um, with that said, I'm, I'm on Brendan's side in this matchup. I think I want as many players as I can get in that New Orleans-Tampa game, and he could have potentially the best two in Kamara and Thomas. Um, Barkley should be pretty safe on Monday night, and I, I like the boom potential of will fuller and hollywood brown
0: all right you heard it there brendan getting off to a hot start just like last year those are all our uh, matchups to preview and that's going to do it for the podcast uh guys thank you for joining in uh before we wrap up mike i figured uh give a little give a little pump to the uh the, the twitch stream uh if people want to che- get more Mike Lavoy content and see you uh beat a game on nintendo switch this week where can i find you
2: Oh, I appreciate that, man. Uh, I do a show called Wednesday Night Cold Ones where I drink a nice, lovely beer on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Um, that's twitch.tv slash Sim 9 That's M-E-A-T-S-I-M-9 on Twitch. I don't know what game I'm playing this week, but hopefully it'll be fun.
0: Well, we have, like, an official... You can be the official sponsor of the podcast. We'll continue to just pump some views your way, and uh, we'll definitely have to have you guys on later in the season once my team is in last place. Uh, So guys, thanks again for coming on tonight. Thanks.
2: Hey, thanks for having us. us
0: Alright, see you guys.